This is a Soulfire production. You're listening to the Simply Be Podcast, episode number 212. Welcome back to the show, my beautiful souls. I am your host, Jessica Zweig. If you're new to the show, nice to meet you. If you're not new to the show, nice to meet you. I know this is an episode that many of you have been waiting for. Many of you follow me on social media, and if you don't, you should come and say hi to me over on Instagram. I'm at Jessica's Wag, but I know that many of you have been following along over on social media the last few weeks of my spiritual pilgrimage that I just took to Egypt. And this is the episode I know you've been waiting for. This is the episode I'm going to talk all about it. And there's so much to say. There's so much to share. I, I'm going to try and get this all into one episode. I might break it down into two. We'll see. We're going to be in flow. That's part of the new me, the new version, the new incarnation of me that I am really here to proudly share with the world, frankly. That country is a portal. It is a direct line to cosmic intelligence and a cosmic remembering. That's really what Egypt is. It's a, it's a homecoming. It's an activation and an initiation back into the truth of your soul. I thought I was a spiritual person. If you listen to my show, you know that I'm a spiritual person. Here on the Simply Be podcast, we talk a lot about personal branding, entrepreneurship, leadership, stepping into your most authentic self, being empowered. And at the core of my entire message is my dedication to my spiritual path. And I believe the most spiritual thing we can do is to be ourselves, right? Simply be ourselves. And yet going to Egypt was an upgrade. It was an upgrade on a metaphysical, physical level. I thought I was a spiritual person and now I realize my understanding and innate intuitions around these beliefs I've sort of known but never really been articulated inside me or completely connected with is now at a a different vibration. And I really want to talk about how I got there today. I want to talk about what really happened in Egypt. Many of you who do follow me on social know that I shared a lot and then I stopped sharing the last five days of the trip because I just, I had a really intense experience and I couldn't share anything. I just had to kind of get through it. My body went through a complete cellular regeneration, light body activation, physical DNA upgrade, and my body wigged out. <laughs> I'll talk about that, but I, I couldn't share anything. But for the days that I was sharing, it really was in many ways, obviously, as all social media is, a highlight reel. And I wanted to take my audience through a much deeper look on my podcast because I can hear, I can come directly from my heart and speak to you with a lot more depth and a lot more detail. So a spiritual pilgrimage is no joke. It's not a vacation. <laughs> it's not rolling up and kicking back and sitting in the sun and reading books and going, you know, to temple visits and then coming back and, you know, socializing and chilling and sleeping and eating. There were small pieces of that, of course, throughout this experience, but it's an aggressive itinerary. And I want to start with the itinerary. I want to start with the guides, the people that curated it. I had a lot of questions around like, who did this trip? 
kind of talk about how we did it. And then I'll talk about what happened to me in certain temples. I could talk for hours about this trip. This is why I might split this episode into two parts, but I'm only going to focus on the most potent activations that I had of which there were four of them out of the, I don't even know, 10 temples we saw so that I can really give you the, the highest lessons, the deepest, the richest understandings that I took away from Egypt. These were really, really big experiences and I hope I can get through them all. Now, I guess I'll zoom way up and just say that this trip was completely divinely oriented from day one. Many of you know, I have a dear friend, her name is Megan Taylor. Her and I take a big epic trip once a year. We have for the last, I don't even know how many years, we've been to 14 countries. We obviously took a little bit of a break over the pandemic, but in 2022, at the beginning of this year, we're like, where do we want to go this year? And now that we can travel again, we decided on Egypt. We both were like, that's the next country we're going to hit. Full body yes for both of us. Let's start doing the research. We're super excited about it. Within about a week or two's time from that decision between the two of us, Megan has a dear friend. Her name is Joey McCune. She lives in Tulum and Seattle. She goes back and forth. She's a sound healer. She's got a sound healing business. She can go follow her on Instagram. She's at sound healing Tulum and Megan and her are buddies. And Joey is deeply spiritual and has been to Egypt many times and was called to do a spiritual pilgrimage and guide a group of people this year. And she reached out to Megan about a week or two after she and I decided we wanted to go and was like, Hey Megan, if I host a spiritual pilgrimage and like call in at least 12 people, would you, would you be interested? And she was like, no way. Jessica and I just decided we wanted to do this. And so fast forward, she called in 18 people and I'm not a big group travel person. It's not really my style. I'm very introverted. I'm very particular. I like my space. I'm just that kind of girl. And this trip really did push me to choose to belong, to look at when I don't choose to belong, to really be in community, to integrate with others, to see myself in other people, to identify the treasure in the triggers because there were plenty of them. It was beautiful. And this was a group of people that were all called, all divinely oriented. We were all little lights that kind of manifested and magnetized together into one big candle flame to head to Egypt as this group. And it was beautiful. And I would honestly highly recommend going to Egypt in a large group that is filled with people who are on the path. To me, that was just so enriching to sit down and drop in at breakfast, at lunch, on the bus and talk about our stories, not just what we were experiencing in Egypt in that particular temple, say, which was really beautiful to get to do to share in community of other people with other people that were going through the same temples, but also just hearing people's stories and what led them to the spiritual path, what called them to Egypt, what they were focusing on, struggling with, what they were learning, what they've shed, who they're stepping into. It was a really powerful part of the experience. And then there's Joey, who is just a queen, a light being fellow lioness Leo. Got to give her a huge shout out because she really created this portal for all of us to step through. And as somebody that plans everything that is literally in charge as a CEO of 25 people, 50 plus clients, a marriage, dogs, like friends, social calendar, like I plan everything. My schedule is my bane of my existence. And to be able to be so taken care of, to show up on a trip that was fully planned where you could just step off the plane. And from the second you're off the plane, you are handled. 
shit's done. It, you are taken care of. Every little last detail has been thought about and executed before you even got there so that you can just step forward. It's an amazing way to travel. It was nourishing and frankly, so healing. Like on my nervous system, oh, I don't have to, I can just wake up and I'm every day for 14 days and it's all handled and I just show up. It's beautiful. Joey is a pure light, a pure channel of just joy, magic, spirituality. She led meditations every day. She devised the entire itinerary to really take us through this journey of remembrance back into our souls, temple by temple by temple. And it really is meant to be this compound effect where each temple, you pick up a different piece of yourself. You pick up a different understanding, a message, a lesson, a medicine from these different gods and goddesses that are that these temples are dedicated to, and they are the overseers of the energies of these temples. And then it crescendos at the very end in this massive, amazing experience at the Great Pyramid, which I can't wait to share with you today. She is really the reason, you know, it was all possible. So I just want to give her a huge shout out. Then there was two other leaders of the trip. So it was Joey and then these two amazing men. One of them was named Hadam. And he is part of, I believe, the Egyptian sort of tourism world. And he was our mystic maker, our divine masculine heart-centered channel. He was the guy who made shit happen. So we got private access to a lot. I can't even fully talk about all of it. I'm not going to share all those details on the podcast because it was amazing what he did. And we wouldn't have had that next level VIP experience without him. And I just was so moved by his energy and the way that he reminded us all, like put down your phones, be in your heart, listen to the vibration. We got to own with him wherever we went. Like he created this deep resonance within this trip on top of making all of this sort of behind the scenes ninja level shit happen. It was wild. He was somebody I will never forget. Speaking of someone I'll never forget, there was then our third host who was really the intelligence of our trip, the cosmic intelligence of our trip, as well as the academic intelligence of our trip. He was our Egyptologist. And so he was really our guide, right? He was the one that got on the microphone on the bus and like took us through the temples. Each one, every time we got to a temple, takes us around and shares every little nuanced detail, nook and cranny historical story of all of these temples for about like 30, 45 minutes. And then we got to go off on our own and explore. And it was really in those explorations when I was either with myself or with a small group of my friends that I, that I had these massive light activations and beyond spiritual <laughs> downloads and experiences, which I am going to get to really set the stage for the reverence, the deep respect, the passion for Egyptian mythology and Egyptian ancient, ancient wisdom and history. And he was like, not the spiritual guy. He was like the PhD guy, the academia guy. And I'll tell you, he was so next level brainiac, like genius level, savant level smart. I haven't been around someone at that level of intelligence in a long time. And to learn from him, and frankly, I couldn't even retain it all. You know, he talked so much about so many details of history, but even retaining 50% of it, 75% of it, 25% of it, depending on the morning, 
it filled my soul. It stimulated my brain. It made me happy to be in his presence, to feel his passion for his country and all of these sacred sites. The passion was contagious. And so between Joey's sparkly, beautiful, feminine magic, Hatem's divine, masculine, mystical reverence and joyful, brilliant, passionate brain made this experience just unlike anything I could ever replicate again. And I, I'm just so lucky. I feel so lucky that I was guided by the three of them. They were profound on all the levels. And so Joey, what she had so beautifully done was curated this sort of journey of the seven chakras. If you were to really kind of look at the Nile river as the chakra plane. So we started in Cairo at the head and then we went down, we spent a few nights in Cairo. We saw the Sphinx. I'll talk about the Sphinx shortly uh, as well as the great pyramids. I was sick one day. I will talk about that. I tapped out of the day they went to Saqqara, but I stayed back and we did a, a bunch of little beautiful things in Cairo. And, and really speaking of Cairo, very intense city, not what I thought it would be. I mean, it was beautiful and humbling and lots of energy, very dense, very poor, lots of poverty, lots of garbage and rubble, lots of people, lots of congestion, lots and lots of stray dogs and cats. And yet there was a vibrancy to, to Cairo. There was a, an intensity, a potency, an urgency to Cairo that I felt came from the, the, the vibration of the pyramids that are right there in Giza, like center of the city. And we could see the pyramids from our hotel. We stayed at the Four Seasons, which highly recommend if you go to Cairo, stay there. It's like an oasis. It's a total palace away from all of the craziness and you really can breathe and relax there. But we stayed there for a few nights and I was sick at the beginning of the trip and I'll talk more about that. But it was good to get out of Cairo, frankly. I was only there for a few nights. I don't think you need to be there any longer than that. And then we flew down south to kind of not midway, but sort of midway through the country, the Nile River. There's this town called Aswan where we got off the plane and from the plane we went onto our boat. And in Egypt, there are these boats called diabeas. And diabeas are sailboats that have no motor. And in fact, a motorboat connects to the front of it and it pulls it like a tugboat. So you just glide on this diabea. And it's a three, three or four, four story, like four decker, beautiful sailboat with, you know, beautiful restaurant that they cooked for us, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, a gorgeous rooftop deck, bedrooms, little nooks and crannies of patios and decks you could lay out. Some of my favorite moments were on the Nile River. We spent seven nights on the Nile and it was a beautiful boat. I was, you know, in Egyptian standards, quote unquote, luxurious. Egyptian standard for luxury versus what we would consider luxury in America are very different, but it was beautiful and clean and the staff was amazing. The food was delicious. It was comfortable. It had a lot of beautiful flower of life, mystical details in their design. It just was a beautiful experience to be on the Nile. The Nile was a remembrance in and of itself. You could feel the history there. You could feel the ancient energies of healing and wisdom and story and scripture. And it was one of my favorite parts of the trip was being on that water. 
it brought me into my heart in a way that I haven't been in a long time. And speaking of my heart, just it's so open right now. It's I've never felt this way in my life, frankly, coming home from this trip, tapped in and new and just open anyway. So you get on the Nile river and you stop at a temple pretty much every other day. You dock at the side of the river and you go into these temples. Mo guides us for about 30 minutes and then we go off on our own and you have your own holy experience and you come back on the boat and you integrate. So we sailed up the Nile river to Luxor. That's where we stopped on day seven. We got off the boat. We got onto a bus. We went to a different temple, Dendera, which is the temple of Hathor, which I'll tell you all about. And then we spent one night in Abydos, which is kind of a real trek to get to. It was about two or three hours off the beaten path into a very rural, rural part of Egypt. And we went to the temple of Abydos there, which is where they discovered one of the very first flowers of life, which is not carved into the stone like the Egyptians did, but looks like it was lasered onto the stone from a different, potentially extraterrestrial source. And that part of Egypt was a pure portal into, I would call a galactic connection. And then we hopped back to Luxor, got on a plane, and spent our final nights in Cairo back at the Four Seasons and ended our very final visit to a sacred site at the Great Pyramid inside the King's Chamber, which we got to go into at five in the morning, just our group. There's typically thousands of people that come through there every day, and we got to be in that space just by ourselves for a while. That's how I ended the trip with that experience, which I want to talk about in more detail. So. That was the itinerary. That was the experience. I've literally cracked the surface and I have so much more to share. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to release a second episode, part two. I'll release them back to back, walking you through the light body activations, the light codes, the light language, the sacred upgrades of my DNA and all that I learned by going deep into the light. I'm going to make that part two. So I wanted to set you all up with the bigness of this trip, the fact that I have come back new. Literally the person that I was before this trip is no longer here. I left her in Egypt and I'm really glad I did because <laughs> what has gotten me to this point in my life isn't going to get me to where I need to go. And I cannot wait to tell you more about why that is. So until the next episode... I'm wishing you all a very beautiful, happy December. Remember that this is a time to be aligned. This is our month to be aligned. And holy shit, am I more aligned than I've ever been in my life because of this trip? And we're going to talk about why on the next episode. So until then, I will see you there, my friends. Bye, guys. <laughs>